You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour, a live talk radio broadcast, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And now for your on-air host, Christopher Albert. Hello there. Happy Monday, everyone. Uh, again, you are listening to The Junk and Jam Hour. I'm your host, Christopher Albert. Uh, Courtesy of Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station streaming original content by New York City broadcasters, journalists, DJs, you name it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Junk and Jam Hour. It is my objective to share and highlight the artistic and creative journeys behind the impressive projects and contributions of some of today's most talented groundbreaking artists entrepreneurs and professionals of all kinds all of whom who are so dedicated to bringing you all joy so for this hour i will do my best to bring them joy now my very special guest joining me in the studio today so exciting originally from long island where music has always been an important part of her life as a child she would use any excuse to sing aloud to her mother's music and CDs after a dramatic move, because all moves are dramatic, I think, for children, uh, and upbringing that would find her in a small town in Florida where she furthered developed her skills for singing and dancing in the church. She still dreamt of one day finding her way back to the big city of New York, which she was well on her way to doing after earning her BFA in musical theater at the University of Central Florida in Orlando. She quickly started working professionally as a theater including performing on the Norwegian Cruise Lines and the magical world of Disney at the Walt Disney World Resort and Hong Kong Disneyland. Yes. (laughs) After earning her stripes, she did make her move back to New York City and took on roles with many reputable regional theaters, including a tour with the School of Rock and lent her fabulous voice and talents to productions of Hairspray, Ain't Misbehaving, Smokey Joe's Cafe, Dreams Girl, Aida, and The Bodyguard, just to name a few guys. Not just a gifted performer, but proficient in her responsibilities to always perfecting her respective crafts. She took part in workshopping new musicals with Grammy award-winning frontman to the Roots, Black Thought, Tony award-winning playwright and director George C. Wolf, and Tony award-winning choreographer Bill T. Jones. Hey! <laughs> she is so badass, fabulous. She was one of only three finalists for Broadway's 2019 Search for the Next Roxy Hart in Chicago. Do you know how many young women (laughs) must have auditioned for that, guys? Thousands. Now, of course, coming full circle, she is now working joyously hard on her very own original music, including her recent single, You Okay, Black Girl? We'll have a listen to and discuss that beautiful track, which declares to all black girls out there, you deserve love every day in every way. Claim it. We'll also discuss her roles in Broadway's revival of Caroline or Change, uh, not just living out her dreams and an inspiring force for others to look up to, but she's actually a dream maker for others as an arts educator at Scan Harbor Incorporated. That is the largest youth service provider in Harlem, East Harlem, and the South Bronx, all places I live and have lived. She is dedicated to supporting and uplifting the aspirations of at-risk youth and families. Please, help me welcome, (laughs) y'all. Singer, actor, songwriter, storyteller, expressionist, musical theater, acting instructor, Miss Khalifa White. Hello, Khalifa. Hi! 
Hi, we got you. We see oh you. We hear you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh my God, we are so honored to have you. Hello, uh, live. <laughs> hello, live. Okay, we've got a lot to cover. Okay. Uh, originally from now, other also from Long Island, black artists from Long Island includes LL Cool J, Method Man, and Facts. of course Mariah Carey. Facts. You're in good company. I love, listen, I love MC. I'm a big MC Oh fan. my God, me too. <laughs> oh my God. I remember the days of sleeping on that mattress and popping my MC tapes. So now we're a little older, but, um, <laughs> but you did uh, end up growing up in Florida. I did. What I, was that like? Different. Diff real different. It was different than New York for sure, for sure, for sure. It was different from New York. Um, it wasn't as diverse, um, but... Diverse it, in, 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 in terms like of like, but what now? So now I did a little tour of Florida a few times, whether West Palm Beach, but I did live like for six months in Apopka. Okay. Oh, okay. And I was like, I'm moving back. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, I know Apopka. But it was a it was diverse, but maybe that was just at this the time. Was, this was like, I was a kid. Yeah. So it was like 15 years ago. Yeah. So a lot it's it's a lot more diverse now yeah but i also lived in a small town it was right. like i lived in miami like a cul-de-sac or something City. i lived in plant oh, okay. City. you know i lived in a small town in florida and um you know it was a kind of segregated um Got it. If right, that makes right. sense, it was yes, kind of segregated. Absolutely. And so, Communities are still, you know, yeah, I mean, there's pockets are, of segregation. But like, of it, was, yeah. it, was, it was more country. I mean, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> when, I moved, when I moved there, there were more orange trees and like horses and things like that. I love that. But um, I would say that now it's more diverse. I mean, it's still, you know, more rural. Yeah. Not crazy rural, but it was just different. You know, I was used to like, I'd say more diversity in my classrooms. Yes. And I and it wasn't as diverse. I mean, it was like kind of like the only like black person or like one of three people. We always talk about, at least I do, because we're always sounding the alarm about how important representation is not just at home, right? Because yes, you have your mother and father to look up to. But when we think about authority figures outside of the home, mm. whether they're police, security, teachers, Doctors, right. You, right. therapists. See, you don't see right, yourself. It, it does matter. It does. It, it for me, it matters at least. I yes. can only speak as the, the you speak for many. You do speak for many, But I love. I mean, there are things about Florida that I love. So it wasn't absolutely like it was all bad, but it was a different atmosphere yeah. than even Long Island, yeah. which is totally different from being in the yeah. city. Well, you learned to count your blessings. So, but now, Khalifa. <laughs> You loved music always. You used to sing along to your mom's CDs, Lauren Hill, Yolanda Adams. Yolanda we love Adams. Yolanda. Oh my God, Yolanda Adams is one of my favorite singers uh, of all time. I like Yolanda, but I'm a big, a bigger fan of the Clark Sisters. I, listen, I live Karen. for the Clark Sisters. <laughs> I, 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 I live, 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 live. And that L Lifetime movie was everything. I haven't seen it yet. What? No spoilers. <laughs> you gotta go see I that know, movie. I know, I'm a loser here. <laughs> you gotta loser. get some, grab some snacks and watch the movie because okay. it's so good we're gonna do that checklist so now <laughs> you know you sang along to some of you know let's start here what did you learn about your own voice mm. um emulating such soulful formidable voices omg I'll, I'll be honest i don't think as a kid i realized like 
they were obviously amazing. Maybe in but it was, I don't think I got like, <laughs> I don't think I understood that these were like iconic singers. Yeah. Like, I don't think I got, it was like Whitney Houston, everyone knew who she was. You were just enjoying I was just enjoying the music. I was along. just enjoying the music. Black girl joy. Right. Yolanda Adams, um, there's 3LW. I, my, three my mom had, I know my mom had that. And 702, 702. 702. My mom had a 702. You stay on my um, mind. Yolanda think about Adams you all live the time. in 97 or 98. That right. cassette, I, we wore that one out. Kelly and Price. I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. Uh-huh, huge right. Michael Jackson fan. And I remember watching his like his anniversary, that one with his brothers. That happened like right after 9-11, or right before 9-11. Mm-hmm. I remember being in front of the television watching that show. And I promise you to this day, when I'm cleaning, when I'm having a bad day, I will go on YouTube and watch that live. We always talk about things that trigger us but there's also things that that touch a certain part of us that will never forget how they make us feel absolutely. and you could always go back to whatever that was that inspired you to break to recapture that feeling absolutely and to, i i think i those videos and like even watching whitney houston live like in Tokyo, uh, Japan, there's never the enough live watching whitney me. live it's the live ones for me you know what i love about watching nippy there's always a different hairpiece going oh, on. Love listen. it, love it. Whether short, Miss a bomb, Mother, lo- Miss Whitney, curled. Nippy, Godmother yes. in my head, Houston is like honestly, it's her personality. It's her singing, but it's also her personality as herself. She's always authentic. Always, wherever she may be. Always. There was no. Sure, she might have had her private. Of course. Of course. Demons and or feelings of and course. or whatever. But she was young, like many, <sighs> who had to, who was thrust into the limelight. It's the can I be me for me. Can I it's be me. It's the can me. I be me. And then you had sampled in her things. And she was not afraid to tell you, can I be me? Can you just back up a little bit? Oh, I love her. I love her. I'm like, I'm a Mind your business, Diane Sawyer. So now... Wendy, Wendy. <laughs> Wendy, or Wendy, Wendy, or Wendy, Wendy. Wendy, uh, Wendy I gotta go. Who I also love, so right. I love everybody. <laughs> Wendy's got hung up a few times. Um, so now, uh, fast forward. Yes. You know, you 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 were on tour. Yeah. And, and I, I want to break that down specifically, but first, I want to start with two years ago. Um, obviously, just before the shutdown. But you're an artist. You probably were still working on your craft. Broadway.com's The Search for Roxy, Chicago. Uh, the Roxy Heart Roll, they said they were looking for someone with a certain sense of awe and wonder. No room for anyone's jaded, bitter, or cynical. Never mind being, let's start here, never mind being a black woman, but a woman in general. They're asking for you not to be these things. Um, how do you prepare for a role knowing that some of your life experiences could be a hindrance to the character? How do you choose which parts of yourself um, that would serve the character best? Ooh, that is a wonderful question. I mean, because it could be any character, right? No, you're right. It could be any type of character. I think for Roxy specifically. Yes. um, I watched the movie, of course. I'd never seen the musical. Right. But just from the description, you kind of like get what it is and um, I have a acting uh, professor who has just actually passed away this year, um, Mark Brotherton and he used to always say to find the humanity find the humanity humanity in the character Uh, yes, it's 
it can be, I think, maybe easier if you connect to something or find something that's like a through line. But I think finding the humanity, even in like villains, right? Because essentially right. she's a villain. She's the protagonist, but somehow kind of like the antagonist she's naive at the same time. in a certain way, right. but, but she's nobody's she, fool. But is she naive? You know what I mean? Or is right. she playing naive? She's so it's not. like you find, and then you find out why. Like maybe why? Like why is she this way? Did she not get enough hugs as no. a kid? I mean, she's a killer. She's a narcissist. But why did Nothing she kill like. him? Was it justified? Right. Was it justified? <laughs> he was cheating on her. You know what I mean? But I mean, what she's cheating on her husband, you know what I'm saying? So you find... What's, isn't there like a certain name for that in, in in court? When you kill a passion, when you kill out a passion Oh, I think there is a term for it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm going to call it passion Passion, passion. She's a passionate killer. Passionate killer. Um, but for Roxy, I think she wanted what she wanted by all means necessary. I understand that Any feeling. Any means necessary. She'll do yes. anything. She'll do anything. And to get what it is. And she just wanted that kind of like, I know how it feels to like want that. I don't know if I do the any, any means, but I know how it feels to feel like you would do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for, for, for that role, it was more of finding the humanity in her and not just, and not doing it the way that, you know, you see something in a movie and you think that maybe the only way to do something, but like right. adding your, that's where you, you add don't like want to be character. influenced too much. You want right. to bring your, bring your but own. It was, for me, it was fun. Cause it's like, I like playing roles that are different. I don't like playing the same right. types of roles. So for me, I'm like, Oh, this is fun. Like she's young and she wants to, you know, that she wants to have her moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she killed someone. But she just happened to. We can to. get over it. That's how. <laughs> Allegedly. It's one of those stories where if she didn't, it wouldn't have brought her to meet these other fabulous, incredible, storied women. Right. So I want to ask you this because one of the comments you received, and I'm sure you've received many during auditions, we all have, like at the <laughs> least, at least in terms of feedback about your dancing, was that, yes. you know, you still had room to improve versus. Yes. You're acting in comedic timing, which was beyond phenomenal. I mean, but let's be honest, Michelle Williams for Destiny's Child played in that part. Renee Zellweger, obviously. Right. Their dancing isn't up I, to snuff. I think that the stakes were higher, maybe, but for us, because of yeah, we were Right, you're, you're sort of, in the, in no the one industry. knows who you are yet. Um, I, listen, again, we have some of the receipts for some of these performers not who received. played Roxy. But now to the naked eye, I couldn't... I mean, I'm a performer, but, you know, even still, I couldn't laser in on any imperfections, um, which is a testament to your professionalism um, and grit. <laughs> Would you have done anything differently if you could? Ooh, um, I mean, because I know you did the work. No, I, I was doing a lot at that time. Hi. Hey. I was doing a lot at that time. Elijah. Um, I was doing a lot at that time um, that people didn't necessarily know. I was do I was actually, you know, as a lot of performers, I'm not the only one that does this, but like you'll be called in for a few shows and you're doing you're doing multiple things at yes. the same time. Um, and I had just gotten back from doing the bodyguard, ah, which I had so much fun doing. Love it. One of my favorite contracts thus far. Another role, by the way, which was first made a white role. Which uh, Kevin Crosses was like, no, I want Whitney. Yes. yes. He was team, team, right, team, or team Whitney over here. Okay? Yes. But I will say, um, I knew that my, I mean, them saying that my dancing, me making it that far was 
Me making it to top 10 was the goal. Like yeah. my goal was to see how far I could get. So when I got to top 10, I was very happy. I was very content with that. We don't even have to talk you about know what top I mean? 10. We're top three. So I was just happy. What? And so when I got to top three, I was like, whoa, like, you know, so I wasn't. And then of course you have some of the best dancers in the world who are kind of I like, you know, calling and stuff like that. So it's, it's one of those things where if someone who's one of the best dancers in the world of this type of dance is critiquing my dance yes. and their critique is, is that I just need to take some more classes. Like, okay. we were, you know, it wasn't like we were in boot camp for weeks or months. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was one of those things. You where, did your job. You you right. got the choreo right then and like, there. Let's do this. Here's a new step. I was like, I mean, I was, I'm not really, I don't really market myself as a I like to dance, but I'm not going to say that I'm a dancer first. It's part I'm not of... Trained. I'm not a trained dancer who's been dancing since she was two. So to be up against someone Other who people was who there, have, yes. I felt I was just honored to be in yeah. the space. I was like, oh, wow, like I made it to y'all. So honestly, that wasn't a surprise to me that that was the critique. That's that's my critique for myself. <laughs> is that so, my dancing? So now the, the competition, of course, came down... The decision came down to uh, dancer, actress, choreographer, singer, Tony Award winning Broadway star Anne Ranking. Ugh. Literally a year before her passing, um, you've got to be, you know, you got some very fine words from her, encouraging words. You said after the competition ended, she held your hand and told you you can do anything, play anything. She told you you got it. Yeah. What did that mean that for was, you? That was on, I, and I watched. Um, uh, Did that Bossy solidify? Garden. Yes, I felt very, I felt very validated in that right. in that moment. Like even though everything happened, and I love Emma, I love Emma, um, and I'm happy that she won. Yes, she she's fabulous. She deserves the world. Um, but having that talk with Anne, um, I was like, wow, like, priceless. I never would have. And the gag is, is knowing where I come <laughs> from with dance. To, right. to be there with her, like... You can do anything. I was like, wow, like, who would have thought this little, little me would be talking Well, Khalifa, <laughs> you are the epitome of what you can do by... You can always surprise yourself with what you are capable of doing. Thank you. As long as you allow yourself to receive and be in that moment and just go for it it's the jumping off the ledge for me yes it's it's because it, that was the scariest the scariest part about all of that was posting the audition because it had to be posted well not that Facebook. you had any choice right because they right? were Either, they were already posting to, it if i wanted to compete then you had, had sign to, these documents we're gonna to film you it. that was the scariest part for me was because it's one thing to do something in an audition room it's another thing to do something hi one of my students is in here hey. um, <laughs> um it's one thing to do something in an audition room it's another thing to do something that you do in audition or self-tape and then everyone post to see it to your social media that for me was the hardest part. Would you say then you've learned how to be more vulnerable and giving for future auditions because of that experience? I think... Maybe let go a little bit more? Letting go. You know, like Elsa says. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> the cold never bothered the cold me never anyway. Bothered her anyway. It doesn't bother me at all. So, um, what did this experience then for you other than, again, we talk about this word being thrust out there that you, maybe you didn't know about yourself prior to. 
I don't think I knew honestly what I was capable of. Mm. And I don't think I knew. I think I, I feel um, the industry is very like, I, 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 me, me, me. And it's not very we, we, we. We. And it, and it we do felt get there we, together. It felt very we. I, it felt, you felt supported. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, honestly, I was just like, I felt bad. Like there were people who were like liked or what would comment, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't respond. My mom was like, Khalifa, you can't respond to everybody. everybody. And I did. I did. I tried to respond to every single person that texted me, messaged me on Facebook. I was like up, and then like I, I remember that. being like at the bodyguard. Like I would like run, like I would run the show. I would run like my Rachel show, and then I would like message Rachel. like as much as I could. Thank you, thank you. Like I felt so bad. I, I feel I like, felt bad. Um, and then there were people I just didn't get to during that time because of the sake of time but I felt very supported um and you know obviously of course I wish there was you know more diversity um of course I do but I did feel a little bit of like that like uh like you know I'm the black girl in the show yes like you know what I mean Um, okay so let's let's skip there I'm gonna we're gonna do this and I have a long setup here so so hang out with me I was born on drugs Khalifa (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of talk lately about leaning in and um, whether it's embracing something difficult or unpleasant, um, taking a challenge. Hi, guys. Taking that <laughs> challenge head on, whatever that may be, or simply asserting yourself, mm. right? Just the idea of leaning in, perhaps willfully taking up space. And I know you talk about this in your song um, in a space that maybe you weren't always quite welcome in, um, whether that's the boys club or maybe not so much the white clubs anymore, but predominantly white. Um, traditionally, spaces that you weren't usually seen in. What has been your experience in terms of leaning in, asserting yourself more, maybe standing a little taller, all because you had to, and maybe you still have to, in order to capture maybe the attention uh, people who generally probably wouldn't give you the time of day. Mm, that's a great, very deep question. <laughs> and it's very thorough. I'm going to give you a very thorough answer. So Let's do it. When I we talked about like moving to Florida, when I moved to Florida, I went from being, you know, around like my family and, you know, a lot more diverse people. And the schools that I went to were predominantly white schools. And so right. as I, you know, yes, I'm Jamaican, but. I'm around mostly white people. So that those were my my friends were mostly I have mostly white friends and you know, that's kind of like how I grew up, right? Until I'd say about like maybe college. Um, and I remember thinking in like middle school and junior high, like once uh, or not junior high, middle school and high school, like when I saw black people, I was like, wait, black people live in this city. I didn't know. Like I, you know, I'm a kid. I didn't know there were like other parts of the city where black people live because I never see them. So to me, it was kind of like out of sight, out of mind. I just figured this was a town that didn't have a lot of black people. Yeah. Then I saw black people. But by then it was kind of like I was that right, I was the white girl. I was like Khalifa White, the white. I was the white black girl, the inside Oreo, you know, during those years yes um and which, I, which has come a long way because your brown and black skin no matter, no matter who what, you are 
no matter you're what. You're part of that sisterhood. So I was like in school, you know, I was like active. I did the thing. Yeah, you, know, you, did, I, I, you I, did all I, the I, things. I did, I did all, the, all the things that could be done. I did it. I was in student council. I was Lo- I was on the prom committee. I, love that. I was in homecoming court. I of ran track. You were. Uh, I cheered my last year because I just wanted to be a cheerleader. I did every. I was like cross, cross, cross. I was trying to do all the boxes, but I never felt like I could be like. I felt like the me that was my complete self that I couldn't be that where I was. I didn't feel safe to be that without having some sort of thing. So I tried, I think I tried to fit in a lot because I wanted to feel community, but I never felt it. So you you, know I mean? you always had a battle oh, of yeah. fitting in regardless. I, I think I'm just now, now that I'm grown, grownish. Chilling. <laughs> You got more chill. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like, it is okay. I'm. I don't think I meant to fit in, and that's just period. Even it's, it's white people. It's black people. It's, you it's, are, it doesn't matter. It's just I don't think that maybe I have the people that I have, and I love. I love my friends, and um, I love my my chosen family and my family. Yes, and I fit in with them, and they accept me, and I accept them. You are it. unique, Khalifa. You Am have I? to embrace. <laughs> You learn, oh obviously, as you get older, you learn to embrace your exactly, uniqueness, exactly. your oddities. Exactly. Now, industry-wise, in terms of a, in terms of speaking up for myself, I actually was just having a talk with one of my one of my girlfriends who's also in the industry, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I realized that I've actually had to advocate for myself quite a few times yes. over the past ten years, yes. and um, because I always felt like it was the right thing to do. It wasn't even sometimes it wasn't even just for me, but like maybe for some people in my cast. You know, like what's going on, like um, comfort or safety yes. or, um, you know, rules. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever. Whatever. Um, you know, I and I have spoken up and I've been doing it. I, I realize that I've actually been doing it longer than I thought. But every time I do, I'm always scared. Like, oh, no, I'm going to be difficult. I don't want to be difficult. And I try and hold it as long as I can. But... It's almost. It's also like, well, why is this okay? Like, why does me going, hey, like, can we talk about this or hey, this is happening or this is going on? Why does that translate to being ungrateful? I'm very right. grateful. What? Well, I think first of all, <laughs> just as a woman, you're going to be labeled in certain, especially in the industry, which is still mostly run by men. Absolutely. Most of the entertainment. And not men of color. Any, right, all the factions of entertainment are still pretty much music, you know, theater, theater, Hollywood, movies, film, cinema. (laughs) So yes, um, things that maybe a man could just walk in and ask for very easily, especially one, my complex... They don't even have. I'm just being they real. They give it to them. A it's handed to and you. Goes, hey, give me this. I need this now. Everyone does it. If I did that with the same what tone, what a bitch! Oh my gosh, I'm icy. I'm a diva. I'm, oh, of course, I would never do that. Yeah. But I could come in and go, hey, I just noticed that this was happening. I just want to let you know. You know, it's kind Call of it out. uncomfortable. And someone's crying tears that I yelled at them. That's how you know. What I'm saying like, that's the reality. The reality um, is, is, as most <laughs> black women are, not just the microaggressions they Allegedly. face generally, but you're probably also and often gaslit. Or you get punished. Like you maybe you speak punished. out and then everyone, right. like, there's an announcement made, maybe like there's talked about, it, but then they punish you subliminally. Like, 
maybe you don't go on as much or you know maybe they they now they're looking for anything you do wrong right. to like jump on you you're under a microscope and now you have to you have to hold your breath when you're at work it's not fun it's you not know, fun you want to tell a story be and you have some snacks and have some tea yes yes you know, and watch Love Island <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that so Khalifa yes I'm gonna shut up we're gonna play your song oh my gosh yeah let's listen to and we'll come back to discuss okay. you okay Black girl, you guys are listening to the Jugger Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And of course, um, we are joined by and with in the studio, so exciting uh, actress, performer, a theater actress, songwriter, expressionist, Khalifa White. And this is her single, You Okay, Black Girl.
Right here on Rainier Free Brooklyn, and that was Khalifa White with You Okay, Black Girl. Hey, Khalifa. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I love that. I love that track. Thank you. So now, or maybe we just have to just take down the volume, right? I uh, just muted myself, so I don't know. I muted myself so that the feedback didn't happen. Oh, uh, yeah. But now, does muting yourself not? It's muting me, but you'll you might be able to hear me on your side. Like it'll be, you know what I mean. Like I'm, <laughs> on your side, they'll pick up. But I well, I muted myself now too, so maybe nobody can hear us. Oh wait, us. no. Oh no. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Okay, I just lowered the volume on the phone itself. Noted. Okay, uh, black girl, you okay? I'm gonna start here. Um, why was writing? And producing this particular song, such an important endeavor for you. Um, honestly, the song came about because I wasn't okay. <laughs> um, a few no, months yes, ago, yes, and so along with everybody countless, else, listen, yes. everybody wasn't okay. Well, I don't know if everybody wasn't okay, but a lot of people weren't. <laughs> Especially um, those of black and brown yeah, complexion. It's just, it was just a rough. 2020 top 2021 <laughs> it was just a rough year compounded by lots of things <laughs> and i wrote i started singing this hook of course you know that there is an influence to the song the influence is smooth criminal oh um ah oh, annie and, that's and right okay? and I, was like, I was watching michael do a live performance and i was like how come no one ever answers the question? Like, is Annie, is Annie okay? Like, at least he's asking. He asked so many different times. And, you know? <laughs> Maybe she's dead. She can't answer back at that point. So, she's not okay. I, I kind of put my own little, like, spin on it. Obviously, it's not the same exact thing. It doesn't sound like it. But it, part of it was an influence. And I just wanted a song where when I listened to it, by the end of it, I felt better. I didn't want it to be a sad song. Like, maybe you're sad when you start listening to it. But by yes. the end of the song, I wanted it to be like a full circle situation. Yeah. You start in one place and you end in another place. Um, one of the messages of the song, you deserve love every day in every way. Yes. Just being a black girl, you know, just once being queens, <laughs> just, you know, ripped from the motherland um obviously colonization happened just years of being told you're too black um you're too nappy you're too ashy um your teeny weeny afro you know is not long enough um <laughs> whatever that may be um it's not as good as long blonde stringy hair I mean, we could go on. Your your lips are too big. Your booty's too big. Of course, wide. until you know it's good for them now. Until you know, we want that too now. Yeah, I mean, let's listen. Well, also do what you want to do, but do I what you want to do. The irony is the irony. irony. But black women specifically traumatized for so many years. You had magazines. You had television. You had film telling you you're not good enough to be here. 
even when we talk about <laughs> even and I had this conversation the other day even when we talk about Essence Magazine or BET now all owned by nobody black yeah I heard so that. you know uh, but you know just obviously just getting to a point of owning your own skin owning your own image getting to that place of feeling like you're deserving you belong takes many years when you're told you're not and and you know the black mothers daughters and sisters i don't even maybe not it not so much undervalued devalued Mm. in society for so long and you have to get to this place where you know many people are expecting you to be a certain way and be okay but no, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Yeah, it's it's that. It's that. It's the it's the it's okay to not be okay. I think we are in a um a time of understanding more and using self-care and like make all that like self-care and mental health and emotional health. Yes. But it's one it's thing be, to it's like It's just starting to be normalized. It's just starting to be normalized. The conversations I around do think it. it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to do and do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for the sake of like, you know, we love black women, right? When it's when black women are conveniently advocating and doing things, right? We love black women. <laughs> when are they not? Right. We black when we when we start trends that are cool, but then like after that, like nobody likes us, no one listens to us, no one believes us. And when we're not okay, when we're sad or when we're tired or when we're just feeling irritable or when, no you know, we want you to get back up no, and be on put back on your smiling. tap dancing shoes right, yes. Khalifa yeah it's the human once again it's the humanity it's it's a it's a song where it's just like don't forget like you're human like yes we can do yes. this we can do that but like honestly you like, can't always be super and even if we're not super that should be okay you're still good yes <laughs> it should be okay to not so, be super so I want to ask you this maybe obviously there's a lot of there's levels to it there's a lot of things to peel back from that onion (laughs) why do you suppose black women often feel like if they take any moment for themselves whether it's to recharge to heal to think take a minute for themselves if if they feel like they take their eyes off whatever it is their career their children their household maybe something's going to be pulled from under them (laughs) I just think it's conditioning I think they're condi- I, I think, we're all I think conditioned to keep trugging along regardless. Conditioned to, to, to play the role and do the play the role and, play the part and then feeling and then being you know once a gaslit right made feel guilty or crazy if you do like if you take a moment for yourself if you say oh I want to do something for me then you're selfish right the one time you say it so it, it you don't you don't want that you don't you don't want you don't want that. So I think it's more or less about going, I know what I need for myself in this moment. And in spite yes. of what someone else may think or say, I'm going to take this moment for myself. Do you find that more women, black women are taking that time to be like, you know what? I need a, my chalice needs to be filled. I'm taking some time to refill yes, it. Yes, I'm taking my PTO. Don't PTO. call me. Don't call I'm me. not at work. I'm not. You know? <laughs> I'm unavailable. Sometimes just being unavailable, just having a day. Where you watch Waiting to Exhale and have snacks. <laughs> Just have snacks. That's it. I love snacks. You um, don't need a ne- you don't need to have someone to Netflix and chill and just doing it by yourself. I mean, I like that too, but you know, you can also do it alone. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Everything else following that is none of your business. So now, what do you ultimately want your listeners to get from your music? I want them to feel. Period. Yeah. I want them to feel. 
I would love for them to listen to the song and feel a some type of kind of way about it. Um, I don't think I necessarily, everyone has an opinion. Some people will like it, some people don't like it. Some people think, do this, do that. You know, why did I rap and why didn't I rap? And why? Oh, I love that. Yes. I mean, I've had, I've, I've, I've had the feedback, but I think, you know, if someone has an opinion on it, then they have, at least they have an opinion, you know? So I'm very right. happy with the song. Right. Um, it's my first song. So, it, and it was really just kind of like a test. Like it was never really, really, it was just a song I just kind of wrote because I write songs a lot. So. This was like, let me try and do this one. Let's see how this goes as a test for me to like start putting out my own stuff. It just turned into just the most amazing experience, the most amazing song. Um, and JP, who produced it with me um, from the Beach Street Groove, he's amazing. And we just it was just a lot of fun and it was therapeutic for me. So I'm hoping that the, the listeners get the same type of or similar type of feeling where they feel better if they're having a bad day they can play the song if they're running a, a bath they can play the song yes. if they're cleaning their house going to the train going to audition and they're not feeling okay black girl do you Maybe a they, dance yes. do your dance do your daughter do your dance how you yes. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> there's power in your existence yes like, it's the lyrics for me <laughs> <laughs> it's the lyrics I wanted to make sure that those 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 important words words, were in words there. are powerful and you know we were talking about being conditioned to for for far long be told you're not any of these things right and and sometimes even our mothers got caught up in it you ain't gonna be shit um well. but of course <laughs> it was opposite it was it was still trying to motivate us you know but, but what, is it Healthy, wrong words. Is it healthy? Is it wrong a healthy words. way? You know? Yeah. But so we, we're learning. It's, listen, we're unlearning to relearn. Yes. Unlearning the wrong way to relearn a better way. Unlearning the shit we've been taught about ourselves yes. for so long. Being nicer to wrong. ourselves. Being kinder to ourselves. To each other. Grace. Grace. Joy. Ugh. Upliftment. Peace. Don't disturb my peace. Uh, you also did, uh, you, you did a, a black girl performance um are you are you okay black girl performance for the npr tiny desk contest darnell white on the <gasps> keys is that your father no he's not my father i make assumptions because he has the same he's, last he's name he's my brother <laughs> he's, he's beyond that he's beyond that road and beyond that lifetime you know beyond that you know i love saying? that no I labels darnell, darnell i love you we love you now <laughs> i also saw a cat tower in the video are we cat lovers their cat love. So I filmed this at their home. <laughs> and so I wanted to keep it. I feel like I add a little character. I love that. Um, and I don't own a cat, but no. I feel like <laughs> I am kind of cat-like. Yeah. Oh, hello, you know feline. I, because like, I feel, well, because cats are kind of like, you know, purr. You purr. know what I'm saying? Like, Chill. They like you. If they like you, like you'll know it. But they like their independence as well. Yeah. They like to be uh, but they also like their independence, you know. When yeah. they want to be around people, they are. When they're not, they don't want yeah. to. They don't want no trouble. They you guys can hang time. out, but I'm gonna be over here. Don't disturb my peace. Don't disturb my peace. So, um, <laughs> coming up. Uh, well, first of all, I want to skip this upcoming music. Any plans for new music? Is it same theme, <sighs> specific storytelling? I have some songs in my arsenal. Yeah. Um, but they are not finished. No. I've written. I've written quite a few songs. Which Love is finished that. Because production costs money. It costs coins to produce, and I like things to be done a certain type of way. Yeah. Um, well, you don't want to 
dick around and waste anyone's time by the time you get to the to this the studio true. you want to know what this, you want and honestly i mean my initial goal was to you know have this that have the video out and have the other song that's pretty much almost done done so i could have two songs out but you know things happen things and, happen um i think they happen for a reason yeah um but there will be more music there is more music i have hey, other Rich. songs um and i hope to write more songs and collaborate with more people and continue because this is that's actually my first love like i was writing songs and stuff before theater theater is something that came much later in my life oh okay. um like i didn't you know go to states and like do that so but, but another another platform and a means to express yourself yes expressionist she's an expressionist <laughs> Yes. You've learned how to find these different avenues to express yourself and to get whatever yeah. it is you need. It's a nice, it's nice to, and it's also for me, I think sometimes with theater, it's like you may sing one way. Obviously, there are people who can sing a, a plethora of different genres. And right, well, they're incredible. Right. However, you have to find different spaces in your voice for different right. reasons. But I find that. Even like with rock, whether it's the legit space or the it, pop space, like, that's what you do. Yeah, and then you do this, and it's like this is what. And then you're being now you're being told, oh, this is what you do. I don't like boxes. I, no. If I want to sing a uh, golden age musical theater yes. song, I want to sing it. If I want to sing Dream Girls, I want to sing that. Ugh. If I want to sing Kiss of Fire Woman, I want to sing oh that. I don't God. want you telling me that I must adhere because. I sang this this one time that I must stay. So writing my own music gives me a chance to do whatever I want to do. In any genre I want to write, I can write it. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Rich. Rich, my bro. Oh, so coming up, I know you're part um, of Caroline or Change. You're part of the production company there, part of the, the troupe <laughs> um, playing Emmy. The, I, I want to pronounce this right. Thibodeau? Emmy Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Understood. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Also, Radio 2, Radio 3, a cover. Understudy, yes. whatever. You still yes. have to know your lines. Know the lines. <coughs> now in uh, Caroline or Change, Caroline Thibodeau, black woman working as a maid for a Jewish family in 1963, Louisiana, during the civil rights movement. Yes. Transformation of America. Uh, you know, uh, JFK, MLK assassinated. People losing their you know, during a time of what would be hopeful losing their job. Your character, of course, is not drinking that Kool-Aid. Absolutely not. There is no man coming to save us. We are saving ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the story and a little bit about your role because I know uh, Emmy is one of four children. Yes. And she is the act. She is the activist. She's she the activist. The yes. She is the of the family. Um, Who Mary, helps take down a Confederate statue. Mary, Emmy, Jackie, Joe. It's the Jacksons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yes, she. Um, what's What's interesting is is uh, Carolina change is timely. Yes. Today it's a revival, but it's still it's, it's very still relevant. relevant. And that's kind of sad, but it's also very true. Right. Um, I think it's a good mirror. Um, I think what's interesting is is. Everyone was, especially during that time, you know, when we had shut down, we were in, about to do previews. And, you know, people right. were talking about taking down Confederate statues and doing all these things. And it's funny because I'm just like, how can you guys sit here and say, you know, 
uh, you know, there are rioters in the street, you know, when all the protests were happening for Black Lives Matter and all that stuff was going yeah. on. How can you say that these are rioters, but then you want to come see Carolina change? Like, how can you, how can how you want to come you see justify Carolina change? That. <laughs> when she defaced, uh, beheaded like a, a federal, a confederate federal statue. I want to talk about that because that is a, a, a plot of it. Um, a part, a B plot, I would say, mm-hmm. of the story. Uh, according to uh, journalpatriot.com, oh. <laughs> they describe it by placing a statue at a public site. Viewers are expected to honor and respect the person represented in larger than life size bronze. Uh, CNN, some say, um, you know, statues mark history and it's to honor heritage. Others argue that they are still racist symbols of America's dark legacy Absolutely. of slavery. And, you know, while some cities have already made efforts, like you say, we were talking about to remove some of these specifically Confederate statues, others have passed laws to protect them. Just last month, finally, the Robert E. Lee statue in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, commander of the Confederate States Army during America's Civil War, was taken down. And it mirrors the story so much because in 2016, petitioned, of course, by black high school student, Zayanna Bryant. Oh, um, but of course, legal battles ensued since then, uh, which led to protests, led to counter protests, the alt right. Um, of course, wrong. Pro- protesters being killed. <laughs> Trump inf- infamously saying they were good people on both sides. Both sides are to blame. Uh, <laughs> does this have any significance for you to be part, again, of something that is not just so relevant, but is telling? such a right and you're playing that character yes i honestly i love the show yeah and the story was a big part of it and i think as um i read cicely tyson's book she's amazing um you know and i think as an artist her her she used her acting and her art form in that way to be the activist Right. And so I you think... Used, you learn how to use your platform. Right. Whatever platform that is. However, Whatever platform. Yeah. However you want to use it. And I feel like doing a show like Carolina Change, for me, is like that. Because you do. Black people are not a monolith, right? You have... Uh, is, it, is it Dottie? You have Dottie. You have someone who's That's getting right. her college degree. Then you have um, Caroline, who's doing... She's trying to take care of her family. And so she's thinking... Whatever means. Whatever yeah. I have to do, I have to do. Then you, you have you have Emmy who's coming up a different world. And you have three black women, young women, older women. But you see them in three different ways. And they're not... Right. Their perspectives are not all the same. And they don't have to you be. Know, I don't know And they shouldn't be expected times. to be. I walk around my house going, just some old white man. Don't care about the black man. Say he do stuff <laughs> for us. Get our vote. They just ignore us. Same old story, mama. Same tired old lie. Mm. How is that not relevant to today? It's the same. It's the same. It's the same show. It's, it's the, the same, same show. show. Different cast. What? Same script, different Hello. cast. This is the first national tour of that song. I love that. You know? So I'm I'm just blessed to I be love there. That. And I'm I also, love that. I love Anika Noni Rose. So like. Oh, yes. Uh, um. It's just amazing. You get to have the space where, you know, you're speaking truth and it's been years and the story's been told and it's the same story where a young black girl 
black women of all ages making a difference to eradicate symbols of hate, injustice, and bigotry, and taking a big part in society to be at the front lines of whatever those injustices are. Um, let's talk about black theater. We're almost out of time. Oh, my God. Specifically, oh, my God, you played in such legendary, iconic black roles in various theater productions and ensembles. Dina Jones, you played I Love for with the Miramar Cultural Center. Um, you know, you have Dina's growth, you know, she was naive, that she was taken advantage of, you know, by a man, um, to not letting this man in power dictate her career or relationships. <laughs> um, does someone like this, this character affect your viewpoint, um, of gender dynamics, especially in the industry? That's very good. I find more so... In my brief, because I'm kind of new to doing my own music. Right. Um, but I, you know, I watch like, you know, like those shows like Eat You Hollywood Story and Behind uh-huh. the Music, you know, for all the faves. All the faves. And I see, I do see a through line sometimes, you know, they're like, they're pushing you to be this thing and you're really that thing. But it's through the man's lens. Through the man's lens. And they're telling you, oh, but the people are not going to want you the way you are. That's the Aretha story now. That, right? that, oh, that's I just saw respect right. two days ago. Come through, Jennifer. Come through. Um, she always does. And she does. <laughs> as, as she does. As, <laughs> as she, she does. Jennifer always comes through. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's similar to that. Similar to how, honestly, Jennifer, that's a actually a great example. Um. You know, Aretha had like, what, like eight albums and then she was like, I want to sing what I want to sing. And yes. the way I want to sing it. And I think Dina had that same arc. Yes. It went from I want a moment to wait, this is my moment, but this is not me. I'm playing someone else. Yes. You know, and I want to be able to be myself. It, it, it's, it's a conflict. Yes. I, I mean, you know, you were also part of the Wiz Alhambra <laughs> Theater. Again, the idea that the patriarchy is good at selling us a fantasy. Right, the whiz behind the curtain, but here comes the little black woman in her little shoes, taking power not just of her own destiny, um, but supporting other black women on their journey, being supported by other black women. Glenda, um, whether musically or performatively, how excited and proud were you were you to take part in this production? production. I mean, you have Aida too. I mean, Bodyguard. Aida was so much fun, but the whiz. I've met. I've. I have some Nubian princess. Yeah. From the Wiz, one I actually just spoke to today, Tiny Alexis Tidwell Bailey. Um, she was our Dorothy. She was incredible. I mean, that show was just fun. Like it was yes. just fun and black and um, fun. I, I just had fun. To, I was, I it was so much fun. I, I love remember that. doing it. I just wanted to be a part of it. I and, love that. Um, the Wiz in the black community is an iconic. Yes. Movie. Diana Ross, Michael Jackson. You yes. Know. List goes on. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, yes. And Aida, Aida I love because I think people see Aida like she is strong and she is strong. I had a I remember having an interview when I was done with Aida about playing the role and I was like, Aida don't know what she's doing. No. Like look at just read the look at the songs, look at what's happening. She is a people pleaser. She's trying to please Amneris. She's trying to please her dad. She's trying to please people. She's trying to please Rodimus. She's just when she's she royal. But but she does. She's when does she see herself as royalty? She's deserving of more than that. She was like, I know that I'm a I'm a princess or whatever, but I don't really want it. So yeah. can, how do I get rid of it? 
Yeah. I want to be in, I want to be with this man. That's but it all it all comes down to what you were saying, not all women regardless of color, they're not a monolith. Everyone has their and own needs. And that's okay. And that's oh, and that's how I the for me the role was very much like literally be like one scene she go, "Yes, I'm going to do this." And the next scene she would say, "I'm going to do that." And then that conflicted with the last scene. I love that. So Khalifa, it well Real quickly, it's time to pay some bills. For you guys listening, Rainer Free Brooklyn is sponsored in part by Elevate Pharmacy, offering little to no cost medical braces. For more information, you can always call them at 844-598-6639. Khalifa, for anyone finding out more information about Time Flies by So Fast, by the way, you can find out more about Khalifa at uh, Instagram and Twitter. And of course, TikTok at Land, L-I-F-A-L-A-N-D. She's on Facebook, Khalifa White, as well as YouTube. That's K-H-A-L-I-F-A-W. H-I-T-E uh, and KhalifaWhite.com Yes! Yes, for everything. For everything <laughs> we do here, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and for everything I do, JunkinJam.com We're going to have an encore. Any last words you want for anyone out there looking to get into the theater business, the music business? Jump off the cliff. Jump off the and cliff. And God will provide. Yes. Have that faith. Cloud. Yeah, it's, it's faithing it till you make faithing. it, and not faking it. It's faithing ah, it. faithing it till you make it. Till That's you not make my it. line, but I love it's that. A line out there. I love that. All right, <laughs> we're gonna play a little encore. Thank you so much, Khalifa. Thank you. For Such an honor me. to have you here. Have a, a blessed one, everyone. Black girl, black girl, you okay? Don't you worry about the things they say. and all episodes of the Junk and Jam Hour can be streamed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and simply tell Alexa, play the Junk and Jam Hour. Thank you.